Well, I, I do like length. Good morning, afternoon, evening, brunch time, lunch time, summer drawing to an end for Go Boss 24 7 time, which is unfortunate for us time, but very fortunate for you time. Whatever time of day it is, it's the right time for the Go Balls 24 7 podcast. Wes Rucker, Patrick Brown, Grant Ramey, aka Fun Squad, in the house. Ryan Free in Tennessee. We're Ryan Free in Tennessee today. Y'all are mean. Should be nicer. Is anyone nice to anyone around here? Uh, I'm a gentleman. That's true. 24-7. Grant and I are pretty nice to each other. I don't know about the rest of you clowns. <laughs> Which is also very true. 11.40 a.m. Eastern on Friday is when we're recording this. Going to drop it to you a little bit, uh, just a little bit after that probably. Actually, you know what? We're going to go football today on Friday. And then we're going to release hoops. Football Friday. And we're going to release hoops sometime over the weekend. So hoops is... Uh, happy Saturday or Sunday to you, whichever day you happen to be celebrating today, or if it's later than that. Uh, regardless, there is news for Tennessee basketball. And again, we, uh, you know, this is normally the time of year where we're only doing a lot of football podcasts, but this seems to have been a, a newsy basketball summer, starting with the off season. When just, you when you flip the roster, that's true. It's a lot of news. And some some big, big news for Tennessee uh, in the past week. We're going to get to some other stuff first, uh, or after that, we're going to get to some uh, Summer League stuff, some other basketball news and notes. But I guess the biggest news of the week is that uh, one of the guys who Tennessee staff was very high on when it signed him just a year ago is now on his way out the door, Grant. DJ Burns is uh, has been exited stage left. He did exit stage left, uh, going home to Winthrop uh, in Rock Hill, South Carolina. I think I did the math. It's like six miles from his high school, uh, the Winthrop uh, Basketball Arena. So, I mean, it makes sense. It was not the biggest surprise in the world. Uh, it kind of felt like had they got Kerry Blackshear, uh, DJ would have maybe been the guy that was out. Uh, they didn't get Kerry Blackshear. Obviously, he committed to Florida. Uh, and DJ was gone anyway uh, a few days after that. I think July 1st is when he entered, and about 10 days later he, he announced the, the commitment to Winthrop, and Winthrop announced the signing uh, Friday morning, I believe. So uh, it's, it's, it's a strange situation, but you know what? It, it doesn't work out. It doesn't work out. I'm not going to speculate on a bunch of the reasons why it doesn't work out, but uh, if it's not working out, Rick Barnes is going to tell you. Uh, maybe it's better for a change of scenery. Uh, they've seen that with Shimbari Phillips in the past, Chris Darrington, uh, even Derek Walker earlier in this uh, in this offseason cycle, and here they are with DJ Burns. So uh, hopefully it works out for DJ. Uh, he put in a lot of uh, a lot of hard work during a redshirt season, and and it's it's obviously not going to pay off at Tennessee, but maybe it does at Winthrop. Yeah. See, see, I thought there were. And I guess first I'll say this: Winthrop is uh, is a not quite the program it was when Greg Marshall was leading it, but it's still a good, solid basketball program uh, that does some good things. has a has a pretty good fan base. Uh, and it's right in his backyard, so uh, good for DJ Burns if that's the right move for him. Here's why I, I'm surprised by it. I, I think I was not unaware of some of the issues, but I thought that, you know, this is a kid who came to college basically a year early. He might be given a little bit of a longer rope to work with, and they needed him, which is what I thought, which is why I, I didn't put a ton of credence in a lot of those things about, oh, it might not work out because – I knew he had a lot of offensive skill, 
and I knew that they were high on his basketball ability, and I knew that they were replacing uh, the entire front court, basically. So when I put all those things together, I thought, there's just no way. There's no way. Like, I, I thought, okay, they get Blackshear. Maybe that doesn't work out then. Maybe he's the guy because there's been some stuff here and there. But I, I'm surprised because that thing did not happen with Blackshear, and they still need talented guys in the front court. So if it doesn't work out with Barnes, it doesn't work out. But this shows, again, how, you know, I, when he makes a decision – it's you know it's just it's just made yeah. regardless of what the outcome might be regardless of what it's the way it, it is I, and it's kind of kind of surprising to me because you know guys you know we can see what they're needing to replace in the front court they're going to need options there yeah and they don't even have a they don't have a, a word back as at least as far as we know on on the eligibility of of Euros Plavsic and the the waiver they're submitting to try to get him yeah. Uh, eligible immediately. If if he's not eligible immediately, uh, the questions in the posts are, are that much bigger. I mean, they they have to have him. And and when Rick Barnes did his uh, summer SEC you know teleconference stuff a couple weeks ago, he said they basically he said they expected him to get that waiver. If if anybody's ever been deserving of one, it's it's Euros. I think that's how Rick put it. So obviously he didn't sound concerned about or think that was something that was going to be. Uh, tough to get past, but if if they don't have him, then you really have to figure out you know what's going on in the post. Uh, you don't want to start John Fulkerson and rely on him for twenty five minutes a night, thirty minutes a night. That's uh, blasphemy. You don't want to put a a ton on uh, Olivier Kamhua either because he's Folk. a he's a freshman. Uh, so Who yeah, it's, it's 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 going to be a. We've talked about the questions a ton with this team. Uh, I think DJ leaving adds another one because they needed that body in the post. Uh, on the if you want to look at kind of towards the future and, and how it helps the program, it opens up another 2020 scholarship uh, for a, a loaded 2020 class. Yes, it uh, it seems to me just from an, a distance, a lot of people are wondering why you know why is Barnes leaving. It seems like Barnes, um, from having covered the first couple seasons and seeing it from a distance, he's very much like an ethos guy. Yes, like if you're if like if you're uh, detracting from sort of the uh, everyone pulling in the same direction, or if you're not handling your own business, then he ain't got time for you. Yeah, they're big on the whole in with both feet thing, and and everybody pulling on the rope in the same direction is something they talk about a lot. Something we've talked about. He's he's going to match your investment a hundred percent, and if you're not investing, he's not going to invest in you, uh, and it's going to lead to a new start. And again, that's a lesson that he learned from late late in his Texas tenure. That when things started to go the wrong way there. Uh, he thought it was in large part because he brought in some guys who were kind of big-time recruits but weren't bought into the way they wanted to go about their business. Maybe stylistically on the basketball floor, they fit what they wanted in a recruit in terms of size, length, speed, the way he fit in the system, all that stuff. But when you talk about sort of the, the collective mindset they wanted to have their program, they wanted to have in their program, there were guys who just – did not help that cause, and that really kind of turned things sideways uh, for Barnes and Austin. And when he got to Tennessee, that was one of the things he was very much determined to change. And if we know anything about Barnes, it's that when he makes a decision like that, that's how things are going to be. And I just wonder with this one because we can see from the outside that they there's a gr- pretty good chance, at least early in the season, and Barnes even admits early in the season, they're going to have to play through the guards. They're going to have to because that's their – that's they've got two really good, you know, all conference caliber type guards there in, in seniors, Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden, and then 
they don't have as much proven at all in the front court. And so this is going to be a team that might play some small ball early in the season, at least. Uh, might play – I don't know if they could play faster necessarily, but, you know, something like that, maybe more uh, – somehow to speed up the defense even more uh, mm-hmm. when they're on defense and speed up the other team offensively. I don't know what that means exactly, but because they already play that kind of pressure 94 feet. But they're going to have to do something because if they just go out there and try to play like they've been playing, playing yeah, playing through the front court, they're, they're not going to be a good team if they do that. They're not even going to be a mediocre team. They're going to be a bad team if they do right. that. I think they'll they'll want to continue. I think there'll be even more emphasis on wanting to be a fast team, a transition team, getting as much easy buckets as you can, yeah. uh, and having bigs on the floor that can run. And I think this year would be – this upcoming season would be a lot more concerning if people weren't looking forward to that 2020 recruiting cycle and guys like Keon Johnson and guys yeah. like Jaden Springer mm-hmm. and uh, P.J. Hall and already having a commitment from Corey Walker, a, a top 50 player. It feels more like a – almost like a bridge season. You don't want to – you don't want to discount, you know, Lamonte Turner and Jordan Bowden's senior season, but it is what it is. They don't have a ton of options in the front court. They don't have a ton of experience. Maybe the talent's there. Maybe they can find something. But just looking at it on paper, there, there's a lot, lot more questions, obviously, than there are answers. But uh, looking forward, it doesn't seem like a, a downward trend. It just seems like everybody's kind of waiting to get to that 2020 cycle. And Barnes made Tennessee competitive – his first couple years when they had less than they have right, now. Right. So they're they're not going to just go out there and just get their faces beat in. That's not that, that's not how it's going to go. They've they've got enough talent on that team and I think a team led by guys like Turner and Bowden just won't let that kind of thing happen. Those guys are just winners. Right. But before before they came the the team that was expected to win 30 games and was expected to compete for an SEC uh title, they were a lot more questions than answers and they found those answers and they got a lot more out of people than they expected. So maybe that, maybe that repeats itself. But speaking of, of other things, um, before we move on to that, guys, are, are we still, we're still big on products. Aren't Love we? products and services. I like them too. Services. Do we like the occasional in-house ad reminding you, Hey, this else, this is another great podcast on the CBS sports network that I didn't think about before. I only, I I only listen to podcasts for the ads. I fast forward through the podcast and stop at the ads. That's a good, that's a good way to we, be. We got a lot of podcasts here at CBS too. Yeah, we do. And you lots of good ones. You don't know which one's going to pop up. Some weeks it might be a product or service. Some weeks it might be an in-house ad. We never really know. Either way, though, good news, guys. Hashtag ad. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. We're back. Guys, good ad. Wonderful. Loved it. To get some good stretching in. Edge of my seat. Whatever product or service that was, or in-house ad that was, I enjoyed it. I I, I enjoy it. I've I've been enjoying it. Now I'm going to enjoy it even more. It's like the monster truck commercials where they say they'll sell you the whole seat, but you only need the edge. But you only need the edge. Yeah, like that. In sad news, though, guys, a lot of us. Um, I think is everyone on the Go Balls twenty four seven staff now done with, done with vacations for the summer. Are we? Are we like? 
in full work mode because next week is SEC <clears throat> football media days, and usually that starts uh, the grind. Let's just face it, it's over. <laughs> My wife and I are going to a concert in Nashville on the 25th. Well, there you go. Wow, I, I just revealed way <laughs> too much. <laughs> wow. Well, Nashville's a pretty big city, and there, there's it's music city too, so there's probably concerts all over the place. Yeah, I, I said I definitely said Nashville. Yeah, you did. You 100% said Nashville. Okay. If you, let's it, let's it, keep it that way. And if you try to make me go back in there and add it a add a bleep into this podcast every time you say what city it is, uh, that's going to ruin the rest of. Maybe my I'll just Friday. tell everyone the wrong city, like I just did. <laughs> yeah, we're going to Nashville for a concert. There's also there's Nashville's there's Nashville, Georgia, there's there <laughs> Nashville, Iowa, Nashville, uh, Illinois. But I don't know if that's a vacation. That's more of a down in i have gold buried all over the city of Pawnee, or do i <laughs> or do <laughs> i <laughs> yeah we're i think uh maybe just save your bacon how do you even know where it is <laughs> i think may, i think maybe during the fall break we're gonna try to sneak away somewhere the the, the off hey we got bye we week. two open dates this year that's true well one of them one of them uh we have to do something else um toronto but yeah we're going one of them we have to go to toronto yeah one of them we're going to, to canada um, which is not a vacation, but it's a, a workcation. Maybe we'll try to see something neat while we're up in Toronto, eat some French fries, the gravy, or whatever it is that, that that they do. Have some Tim Hortons, you know. Have a good old time. Try to figure out the metric system. All kinds of wacky adventures. But yeah, I, I think it's bottom line is it's it's it is upon us. It is time to bear down and work even more. And uh, that that's good for y'all because there's going to be. You know, for a program that that has done a very admirable job keeping team news quiet for the entire offseason or for most of it. And a tip of the cap, by the way, to, to Jeremy Pruitt and those guys because they've, they've done a great job of that. But uh, it's it's about to be on, so they won't be able to hide from us now, and uh, we will be uh, in their face pretty much every day pretty soon for the foreseeable future. So uh, sorry for those guys. Uh, sorry for us, but uh, good news for you all listening out there. Back to basketball. Grant, I know that that while this DJ Burns thing is is a bit of a surprise, and I'll be honest, it happened when I was out of the country, and it it, it surprised me too because I thought after they after the whole Blackshear thing, you know, I kind of thought they're gonna they're gonna keep everybody they have, including him, and give him another year to kind of grow up and build and see what they can do with it. Regardless, that didn't happen. It's gone. He he's gone to Winthrop. He's not coming back. But that does, as you say, open up a scholarship spot for the 2020 class. And Tennessee is already off to a really good start there. And it could be – I don't want to get people's hopes up for no reason, but it could be a monstrous year for Tennessee basketball recruiting. Yeah, I mean, just sitting here today for four months, you've had a commitment from, according to the composite, uh, 24-7 composite, the number 34 overall player in the country. Uh, that was a guy, Corey Walker, the, the small forward out of – Jacksonville that, that visited a couple times in March and after the second visit uh, committed, uh, that's just on its own. That's that's a, that's a pretty large commitment. Uh, and then you have Keon Johnson, the, the number one in-state player, the, the shooting guard out of uh, Bell Buckle, Tennessee, who's scheduled to commit August 6th, his final three are Tennessee, uh, Ohio State, and Virginia. And it's felt like forever now, for a while, that, that Tennessee's kind of the team to beat. Mm-hmm. Uh, Virginia picks up a commitment two or three days ago from a small forward. I think that completes their 2020 class. Uh, obviously, if they want a key on, like Tennessee, the numbers are going to make it make itself work. Figured out down the road. But it does feel like that's that's really going to hurt Virginia's chances. In Ohio State, uh, they kind of got in on it late because they hired an assistant coach from Vanderbilt who was also in on Keon's uh, commitment uh, before the staff changes there. 
so it, it continues to feel like Tennessee. It would almost be surprising at this point if he didn't pick Tennessee uh, on August sixth. And and this is a guy that's that's number twenty seven overall in the country according to the twenty four sevens rankings. Couple He's, top thirties, right? Number thirty one uh, in the composite, number six uh, among shooting guards nationally. I mean, adding those two guys in a class by itself uh, is huge. And then you have Jaden Springer who who had Tennessee in his top five. Uh, on Monday night, he's the number eleven player in the country. Another and, shooting and someone guard. everyone in the country has been just just going right. like he, crazy for years he's now. He's the bona fide certified one and done. Going to be a first round pick, probably going to be a lottery pick. Uh, that kind of talent. Uh, he's at IMG Academy at Tennessee, uh, Michigan, Memphis, Florida, and North Carolina. Uh, North Carolina offered not too long ago. Obviously, when North Carolina offers, he's a Charlotte kid. Uh, that's a big deal. Yeah, um, I think uh, I got a text after his top five came in out saying maybe to pay attention to Tennessee, uh, North Carolina, and Michigan out of those top five. Uh, he's he's got a good relationship or is established one with Juwan Howard at Michigan. Obviously, uh, that coaching change happened and Michigan uh, got in on it pretty late. Uh, but Tennessee's in a good place because they've been there forever on him. They've been after this. This is another kid like Josiah James. They recruited him for four years. They've been after Jaden Springer uh, for the last two or three years. Yeah, it reminds me a little bit. It, it, it's it's not quite apples and apples. It's probably more apples and oranges, but they're both fruits. Let's put it that way. Is um, a couple years ago, Tennessee was going after Luke May, who was not anywhere near the same caliber prospect that that Jaden Springer is. But there are some similarities there in that he is a Charlotte kid, and he's a heck of a player. A Charlotte kid, heck of a player. Someone that Tennessee had been going after vigorously for a long, long time, and Tennessee thought. It had Luke May back in the day. I think Conzo Martin thought he had Luke, Luke May in the bag. Uh, and then out of nowhere, kind of UNC offers, and then he's done. He's going to UNC. And that was a whole lot of work put in for a long time. And as soon because they thought UNC wasn't going to offer. And then UNC, whatever, didn't get some other guys, kind of circled back and said, oh, you know, we like this kid. You know, he could be a four or five year program kid. Let's, let's take him. And then boom, just took him like that. So, that, not that every situation is the same, but when you're in Charlotte and UNC offers, uh, there, there's a lot of Duke fans there, but they're, in that state there are more UNC fans, and I don't even, even think it's really close. It, it's a UNC state. Duke's got more of a national kind of vibe with the fan base, kind of like um, – it, it's not quite the difference in like Tennessee and Vanderbilt, but it, it's got some some little – some shades of that. There's a lot of loyalty and pride for North Carolina kids – and yes. the schools in North Carolina, even if you're not a fan of that whole hoop state moniker, yes. they take that very seriously. I mean, you can you can go back and look at stuff Grant Williams has said about that, and even John Fulkerson played over there uh, at Christ at Christ School in Asheville, and, and they take that stuff seriously in North Carolina. But the the thing is, if if he doesn't pick Tennessee, which I don't know if he will or not, I, I don't think I think they have a puncher's chance, just like everybody else in that top five. It's it sucks that he wouldn't pick Tennessee, but there's so much other talent on the board that there's a lot of other guys you can turn to. I mean, P.J. Hall is the, the forward uh, out of South Carolina that's a top 70 player. Uh, Sampson, uh, the Russian kid, I'm going to butcher his last name, at Hamilton Heights uh, Academy in Chattanooga, he's a top 50 kid. Uh, and these are guys that they, they have their attention. They've been after them for a while. 
Uh, and if, if they miss out on Springer, there's a lot of other uh, talent they could add to this class. Yeah, let, 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 let's package that together and think about that real quick. By the way, first, the only time I ever asked Grant Williams what would have happened if UNC had offered, he just kind of grinned. <laughs> so that, that might answer your question there. Uh, but uh, he became a hashtag VFL. But, um, but he, even he'll admit that. But let, let, let's cycle back and, and, and dissect what you just said. Tennessee is after some of these top 10, top 30 type kids. Already got one, might have a chance to get another one pretty soon. And if Tennessee doesn't get a third one of those guys, it might then fall down and go after kids that for most of the past 20 years would have been the number one target on Tennessee's board. That's where things are right now with recruiting. And I think we need to take a step back because I think sometimes when you kind of reach this point, you, you kind of immediately start taking it for granted, not because you mean to, just because just because you do. That's just what you do. You, you when when you get something good, you think, oh wow, I'm going to get something even better now. So that's just how we are as humans. But that is huge for Tennessee. Tennessee is in a spot now, and again, that's one class. But if that's a sign of where things are going, it's a different era, right? And, and I mean, they're they're getting kind of fortunate too because. Uh, P.J. Hall is a kid they've been after for a while. South Carolina, well, his dad's from Kingsport. He's got a lot of Tennessee ties uh, in his family. He's a 6'9", 220 power forward. That's got Tennessee some... basketball and Kingsport, so they just go together, that's right? right. right. This kid's got to have a mustache before he can <laughs> sign with Tennessee. But, I mean, he's he's a, he's a kind of a, a, a Grant Williams-like. He's, he's crafty in the paint. He knows how to move his body around and clear space and score. He can he can stretch out and shoot it from 3-2 and, and kind of play in space and and try to run the break and 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 the and the Russian kid at, at Hamilton Heights. I mean, this is a kid that uh, Tennessee was kind of in on before other people. You want to take a stab at that? Go ahead. Ruzintsev. Okay, there well, we go. I there's the to... there's the official uh, translation. Ruzintsev. I would say Ruzintsev too. Okay, Ruzintsev. There we go. I'm on it. I mean, he's a guy that uh, Tennessee was kind of on early. Just call him Boris. Nobody really knew who he was, and then. Two four seven kind of went down and watched him, and suddenly he's like a top fifty player. I mean, he's he's rising kind of that quickly. In, in Grant's defense, there are more uh, consonants in there than what it sounds like when you say his name. There's like an H. There's an H in there. You know, long story short, if they get this kid, uh, sorry, Bob Kessling, uh, he's already got some tough names on roster now. <laughs> Is uh, Rick doing this just to troll Bob? I know Rick likes to troll Bob. I wonder if 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 he's if I mean basketball is an international game, but so he so so Bob's got Plavsic, Olivier Kamhua. Still got Eve Pons. Eve Pons. That's a that's a no brainer at this point. <laughs> and then Samson fill in the blank. Yeah, go ahead. Ruzensev. 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 All right, we're learning. Or just have to do what the 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 character. Uh, does in, in season three of Stranger Things when he just calls the Russian guy Smirnoff because he doesn't want to try to pronounce his name. <laughs> or or in the, every every 80s movie ever, it was just Boris. There's, there's Boris. Uh, they all, him, and then Josiah with his three names. That's right, Josiah, uh, Dash, Jordan, James. But but Olivier has decided to go back from three names to two names, which is interesting. So we've got one I guy mean, going from two to three names, one going from three to two If names. we're going down a whole road of, of name changes, Olivier went from uh, Olivier Robinson, Kemhua, no dash to Olivier Robinson Camhua dash yep. in between to uh, Olivier Camhua, no middle name, no dash. 
Do you think? Do you think this uh, this going from the, the hyphenated name to the single name is because I probably couldn't find a way to fit the yeah, hyphenated that, name on the back that, of the jersey? That would have been a lot. It would be like the uh, Shy Gilgis <laughs> Alexander NBA jersey, where the name goes almost <laughs> from, all the way around the number. Yeah, on the from back. waist on one side of the number to right. waist to the right. other side of the number. Yeah, reminds me of when we were in high school. We had uh, an exchange student who was in our class. He came over from from Brazil for a year, and uh, he decided that he really, really wanted an American name because everyone else had American names. Um, so we just named him Ted. <laughs> <laughs> so, 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 so for the entire year, he or for three quarters of that year, he was just Ted. And this day, if I if I saw him on, you know, Facebook, I'd be like, wait, 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 did you change your name back to your your other name? What happened to Ted? You were Ted. So yeah, that's names. It's it's like um, you know, I just had something and I and I totally forgot it. You'll get to it. Was it? It was name related. <laughs> it was name related. Well, good thing for Bob is, and good thing for Rick. Well, there's no good thing for Bob because it's going to be tough. Life's going to be rough. I came up with Good it. thing for it. Rick is all these tough names they're going after are pretty good basketball players. Yes. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking of uh, the Missouri tight end, Albert Owigbenam. Oh, no, yeah. And I just calls him Albert O, and he should just have <laughs> O on the back of his jersey. Or just Albert O. Yeah, the uh, or, you know, uh, Toa Toa for football. Yeah, that's Bob. Bob's Henry just, T. Bob's just getting it from all angles right now. This is... This is tough, man. And and this is like not a secret thing because um, we need to get him on the pod and discuss <laughs> hazard pay. Yeah. <laughs> uh, back at the uh, recruiting celebration on signing day, uh, when they were talking about Chris Aparogane, another um, one. Yeah, Will Friend introduced him. Was like, Bob, you'll have good luck with that over the next four years. <laughs> Crowd got a big kick out of that one. Or just Pruitt saying, "Would Dom Woods Anderson?" <laughs> You know, it's like, Jeremy, that's not even one of the complicated ones, man. Come on, let's go. Let's get this together. But, yeah, there, there's a lot of uh, – bottom line is – The names, if they're good basketball players, everybody will know their name and know how to yeah, pronounce the, Well, that's not necessarily true. but the, the, They'll get a nickname. You, they can go by that. They can, they, can, they can do, like, the whole Brazil soccer team and, and go by one name. They can, they can do that. But, yeah, there, there's a lot to, to discuss there. And, and what there's also a lot to discuss about, frankly, is uh, after that NBA draft, which had three Tennessee players come off the board – uh, and you got another one, Kyle Alexander, who's been doing some stuff uh, here recently. Uh, the NBA Summer League, full of Vols, full of Vols. And before we get to that, we should also mention, by the way, uh, a lot of Tennessee players making some some waves in the free agency offseason market. You got uh, Tobias Harris uh, signing that bag, you know, getting that bag to stay with uh, Philadelphia. You got Josh Richardson. For those was, of you who aren't caught up in the lingo, getting that bag means he got paid a lot of money. Everyone's gonna know what that means, don't they? Uh, if you're listening, to, if you know how to go download a podcast, I think there's a chance you, you, know you just what can't that assume, means. Wes. I don't know. There's a direct correlation between podcasting <laughs> and getting that bag. <laughs> you're technologically savvy uh, was, enough to get a podcast, it, so you're probably it was 100, the 180 million over five years. Is that what the deal was? Yeah, yeah. that's a lot of bag. That's a lot of money. That's a lot of money. A so, lot of cheesesteaks. So congratulations. And he's going to have a friend to buy cheesesteaks for. Yes, he is. Uh, another uh, Two eras of Tennessee basketball. Another Collide. former Vol, Josh Richardson, who was a guy who kind of, I don't want to say he was a guy that Heat were building around, um, but he was a very, very central part to that Heat team and was one of the, the, the bright young players on that team. And uh, that was a, a sea change for Miami to make that move. Um, but they went ahead and in a three-team trade, they dealt Josh Richardson up to Philadelphia. So now two, I mean, two, I guess 40% of the starting lineup for the Philadelphia 76ers are going to be Tennessee Volunteers, and that might be the best team in the Eastern Conference. So, hey, interesting news, guys. Yeah, I think they're all in the... Uh, they are the best in the East now, right? They got to be. Well, they're in the same division as the Celtics, so there could be some, some VFL and VFL clashes. 
Orange on Orange Crime. I'm just thinking after Kawhi went out to the West too. I mean, it's and, and and you know all, a bunch of the other trades in the West were just Western Conference teams trading with each other, like with Westbrook going to Houston and everything. And you know, I guess you know Durant not being able to play this year with, with Kyrie Irving there in Brooklyn, it looks to me like the best team in the Eastern Conference is the team that's got a 40 percent starting lineup from the University of Tennessee. Yeah, and they got uh, they signed Al Horford too. Uh, it was yep. one of their their big deals, and they, it looks like they got some guys to sort of fill uh, that roster, some decent role players. So, but uh, yeah, with with Boston, I don't want to say they're going to be in rebuilding mode, but uh, you know, of course, you know, with Brooklyn with Durant being out, yeah, I mean, Sixers could be a team that that go a long way, um, depending on on how those guys play. But yeah, Richardson's a guy that um, has always been sort of linked to any sort of Jimmy Butler trade because yes. Miami's been trying yes. to get him yes. get yes. Butler since he was with the Timberwolves and last year. Flipped out and demanded a trade. Interesting because Pat Riley, Grant's meshing Grant's with that boy, ego. Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Buckets uh, just, and Pat Riley just looks like it. Doesn't that sound like a bad combination? It Riley. remains the most puzzling move of the offseason. I would rather, for Josh Richardson's age and price, I would rather build around him than build around Jimmy Butler. And his personality. Who's going to demand a max the th- the thing, and, the thing and about destroy the, your locker room. The thing about the NBA, though, is and it's... And you have to trade a ton of assets to get. It's so star-driven, though. You have to have a star player, especially in a place like Miami. And they, you know, they're losing Dwayne Wade, who's retiring. Um, I miss him. He's playing a lot of basketball. They need a guy to put on the on, yeah, they, on, on the season. They, they need package. they need a big name, and so um, that's that's why they made that deal. And and Richardson was going to sort of be uh, involved in any trade just because he's a good player. I think there are a few teams in the league that were uh, I don't want to say demanding him, but they were going to make any sort of deal. Yeah. One of the Miami. best one of the best perimeter defenders in the game. Yeah, they were going to make him part of the deal, and so he gets to to go play with Tobias. They didn't ever they never played together. Uh, Richardson came in the year after her, Tobias was one and done, right? Because yes. that was Richardson was one of Conzo's first, yeah, uh, R- one of first signings in, in Richard, Tobias. Yeah, yeah. Rich, yeah, Richardson was going to turn down Georgia Tech and some other major programs to go to Missouri State just because that's how much he and his family love Conzo Martin. So, but then when Conzo Martin took the job uh, at Tennessee, he went from Missouri State to Tennessee with Conzo. Yeah, and, and Tobias played um, his only season was Bruce's last season when that team was as dysfunctional of a team as Correct. I probably have ever covered. Maybe not the 27 football team, but uh, that was dysfunctional top-down. Um, yeah, it was. But, yeah, you know, it, and Tobias is really – I think he's really kind of taken off the last year and a half, though. If you, if you, if you don't watch the NBA, this is a guy that was sort of been a role player for a long time mm-hmm. um, and then was playing at, I don't want to say an all-star level, but pretty close to it for the Clippers, and they deal him. And it's worked out for the Clippers because they ended up getting um, – Kawhi Leonard and Paul George out of out of all these deals and a decent team around those two guys, but yeah, uh, yeah, Tobias was a you know big part of that trade to Philadelphia and and you know the Sixers were you know I remember they were that, they were that that bouncing shot away from get past Toronto potentially so uh, yeah people, they could people be a good forget team. and then and then just, I mean <laughs> people you, forget you don't want to go butterfly effect on that but do they win the title if that happens because they, then they they're, might. then I mean, they're running into a, a Golden State team that's banged up in the finals and hey maybe. You ready for well, they would have played. They would have played Milwaukee first. Are you ready for a professional segue? Grant Williams is playing for a title, a summer league title. Yes. Oh. And and apparently uh, getting enough uh, violence against him for a for a playoff game. So that was uh, Pat's Memphis Grizzlies over there were. Uh, I don't were get, talk about this. Getting a little rough. Getting a little rough. I don't. I don't Williams. think he's ready to claim Grayson Allen yet. Nope. Listen, I, 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 here's my take. My take on the grit, board. My, grit, grunt, my take on the board was that the first foul was more of a cheap shot than the second one, even though the second one is what got Grayson Allen tossed. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's on YouTube. Actually, it's it was, on our site. Because it was like 90 seconds after the first one. Well, no, no. The reason he got tossed after that, the second one, which was just a hard swipe at the ball, 
to me uh, was because he's Grayson Allen has a reputation, and also because it just happened. That's what I'm saying. But the like first one, seconds. the first one was away from the ball. Will, Grant was setting a good screen on him, and, and Grayson just shoves him like in the head and neck area. That's that's a that's not necessary. The second one was a basketball play. He he hits the ball like you can hear it. But um, I think he was also mad because Grant just screened him again. On yeah. that oh, Grant, Grant was punking him. Yes, and for sure. The, for sure. Uh, but yeah, there's yeah, there's no and people and, and one one of our few of our posters were like, oh, you're just a Memphis guy. And I'm like, I have no connection to Grayson Allen. Like he's been on the team for like two weeks. I thought I thought when someone started to play like for the Grizzlies, they instantaneously got put into your veins. As well, if you're a, if you're drama Memphis. rant, but see, Dwight Howard's on the payroll right now. He's not my guy. Andre Iguodala's on the payroll right now. He's not my guy. Why not? Because I don't like him. But you're going to have to now. No, I think they're going to buy Dwight out. Think so? And I think they'll probably buy Andre Iguodala out too when he, when he starts pouting about playing in Memphis. Let's go to the Lakers. <laughs> yeah, when he's like, wait a minute, this isn't the Warriors. Just give me a check and let me go play for the Lakers. But the bottom line is... is, is I don't blame him. Is, is Grant Williams was uh, playing the way he plays the game. He was playing hard. He was playing physically. And, and he's been doing that for the Celtics. And it, it seems to me like... At least, anyways, he he he's been. I don't want to. You don't want to call a first round pick a pleasant surprise, but maybe the way he's been able to step out and shoot the ball is something that does not surprise me. Probably does not surprise Grant, but to some people who don't watch a lot of Tennessee practice, probably did not know that Williams had the ability to go out and do that. But now right. he's been given free reign to do that, and and that's what he worked a ton on uh, in the NBA draft workouts was trying to prove consistently that he can shoot it from deep, and and the Celtics. Uh, assistant coach who is their their summer league head coach said last night after the after Grant Williams went three for four uh, from the three point line and, and scored twenty one points that they're telling him to keep shooting it shoot more. Uh, there was a shot uh, early on in the game that that he passed up and the, the shot that they ended up getting on that possession was worse than the one he would have had. It was a corner three, and the coach basically said you need to shoot those and, and Grant shot the next couple and made both of them. Uh, you also don't want to. You, you said you don't want to call a first round pick a pleasant surprise. You also don't want to read too much into summer league stats. True. Uh, I mean, I guess it's it's better to be putting up numbers than to not be putting up numbers mm-hmm. uh, in that setting. Uh, and Grant had twenty one last night, uh, seven rebounds. I think he's a his plus minus is plus eighty two in eighty eight minutes over four games, which is pretty uh, staggering. Uh, they're four and zero, and and the number one seed in the the summer league uh, bracket. You know, championship bracket, whatever their little playoff thing. But they did, they did have a lot of draft picks that were really good college right, players, right. and so that's going to give you an opportunity. I mean, Carson, to go out there in the summer league and do Carson well. Edwards. Uh, Tennessee fans know all too well about Carson Edwards and what tor- he can do. I mean, he, he does the same thing in summer league where he's pulling up from thirty-five feet and he, it's like he's shooting a foul shot. Uh, and Tremont Waters is, is Tremont Waters, and Taco Falls uh, been a pretty good surprise. I mean, that's a that's a. The collection of talent on that summer league team is pretty good uh, when you look at their yeah. college basketball resumes. But, but Grant, uh, what he's done, he's, he has not wasted time uh, taking advantage of that opportunity. And, you know, you got a former college coach there that's the head coach, and then you see them taking a bunch of guys who, if you went just by stats from their college careers, would have gone way earlier in the draft. But he's a college guy. So he knows, hey, I can coach these guys up. I can win with these guys. Am I wrong for thinking that Grant looks a little bit slim, more slimmed down? I think from that, his Tennessee end of his Tennessee career, or is it just like the camera angle and the fact he's playing with I don't want to say older dudes? I but mean, I'm sure he's could be a different color jersey too. I mean, you never. It could be the jersey. It could be the I summer think league he's jerseys. Continuing to try to shape his body the way he wants it, it's which been a is process. a little bit lighter. Uh, I, I don't. I can't remember what he came in at UT at like 240, 250. 
got down to like two thirties something. I'm sure he's, he's just still just, working. Just cut out the that. butter, cut out the butter popcorn, right? right. Uh, do, do y'all like storylines? Love them. Grizz Celtics rematch Saturday. Oh baby. Ooh, man. But does playoffs. Grayson have to sit out because he got ejected? Is there like a one-game suspension? You got a red card? Can't play the next. I don't think it works that way. Can't play the next. Uh, and we should say that the uh, the next fixture. They're they're into the if playoff uh, portion of the summer league and uh, summer league playoffs. Get some. And uh, the number one seed are, are the Celtics, and the number two seed are the Detroit Pistons, with. Jordan Bone. With a fresh Jordan Bone who couldn't play for like the first week and a half of Summer League because, because of stupid his, NBA rules. His deal was not official with the Pistons. It got stupid a, NBA it, rules. It got announced and then he stepped in and, and played pretty well. He had 16 points the other night. Uh, he's gotten a little bit of attention since he got there and it's been good for him. Yeah, because I would imagine if you're a guy who they just added to the Summer League roster and you're a guy who they wanted through the draft and thought they had a first-round grade on, they were probably going to give you a bunch of minutes the second you walked in the door, right? right? I mean, and, and and the Summer League is perfect for Jordan Bone. That's exactly what he needed. I'm sure he was frustrated uh, that he couldn't be playing and practicing because they can have like a, they have like a little mini camp for rookies before yeah. the Summer League. Uh, I guess he can't be a part of that. He can't practice with the team until his deal is official, and he couldn't play in the Summer League, so I'm sure that's as frustrating as it gets for a guy like him because he's going to be on a two-way contract. Yeah, uh, He's going to be in the developmental league in the NBA, uh, probably go back and forth depending on, on the Pistons roster situation. So not being able to, to take part, advantage of those minutes uh, is tough for him, but he's, he's, he's kind of stepped in and, and done some good things since then. Can any of you people name the, uh, the G League affiliate for the Pistons? Uh, I cannot. Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. It's not the one in in Canada because that's the Raptors, right? Because uh, they're in Canada. Yeah, but they're but but Detroit's also right next to Canada. You jerk. Um, well, no, what is it? It's somewhere in somewhere in one of the random Michigan cities, like Grand Rapids Drive. Yes, is the team. yes. <laughs> hey, that's a that's a pretty short. That's not that that's not that bad of a trip from the, there to uh, Detroit, though. It could be worse. The Grizzlies uh, G League team is named the Memphis Hustle. I've seen that. Uh, I was looking at some Dusty Hannah's film last night. He, he played for the Hustle last year. Former Arkansas uh, three-point campout, three-point three line white kid. I yes. mean, his name's Dusty Hannah's. Yeah. What else would you expect? And yeah. uh, Admiral Schofield switching gears, Washington Wizards. I was going to say there just should be a, it should have been the Memphis Hustle and Flow. That would have been even better. <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, Admiral Missed Schofield. Missed opportunity there. Uh, the other day, you know, I was uh, caught part of a game, and it was toward the end there, and there was a big three-pointer with about three or four minutes left, and – Schofield just does what he does in those situations. It seemed like he kind of pulled up from deep and hit a big one right in somebody's eyeballs late in the game. And I was like, oh, look, same guy. So, uh, yeah, he seems to be doing okay too. And Kyle Alexander's another guy that, that he didn't get drafted. Uh, he didn't get a free agent deal. He got a summer league deal with the Miami Heat. Uh, he's done okay. He's bounced uh, back and forth a little bit between kind of productive nights and uh, more quiet nights. But uh, maybe something comes of that for him. He, the Heat also made the uh... – the summer league playoffs. Ooh. So you, if you, if you have nothing going July on Saturday, Madness. July Madness. If you have nothing going on Saturday, you you can watch VFLs in three straight summer league games oh, with the Celtics, I've got nothing on. Heat, and Pistons playing all back to back. I don't know, man. The Saturdays that are this close to football season starting, I, I try. Do you, have, to, do you have a pretty busy, um, pretty nice little Saturday plan? Bed, bath, Home Depot. Uh, I'll probably if you have enough time, get I'll some wallpaper. Probably just be doing stuff out in the yard that is right behind us now. So that's probably. I think you missed the reference, Grant. No, yeah. I know. I know. I got your old school reference. I you got just it. Cruise right past it. Actually, you see those pieces of uh, wood there that are nope. That are you're making it up. That, that, that there's no wood. There? People, he's lying. You see those 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 big big planks of wood there. That's going to be uh, something that I'm going to build in the in the in the backyard for this weekend. Cool story. 
You asked. I answered. I didn't ask anything. Someone on this podcast asked, and I answered. Anything else that y'all have noticed? Anything else Tennessee basketball-related? Anything? Uh, I think we've covered some pretty good ground here. That's it. That's all, folks. <laughs> so what you're saying is, Wes, play the music. Our producer's saying wrap it up. We can do that. <laughs> He's giving you the let's go sign. Hurry up. Hey, the music is on, guys. Thanks for tuning in. We'll be back uh, either next week or later this week, depending on whether this is released on Saturday or Sunday or Monday. But bottom line is we will be back uh, with some some big stuff because next week, guys, is uh, or later this week, depending on which way you look at it, again, SEC Football Media Days. So I'll be honest with you, my least favorite day of the year, but we'll have more on that later. Uh, thanks for tuning in. As always, you can find us on GoBalls247.com. Go straight to the source. Get the best, the best site for Tennessee news on all of Al Gore's internets. I uh, got a free, uh, got got a really good deal right now. Um, maybe not as great a deal as we had early, earlier in the summer, but we still got some really good deals right now for you to check out, to join, to subscribe. 30% off an annual deal there at GoBalls247.com. Or you can uh, also just sign up for free on the site and you can just peruse around, get the free information, and you'll still get some pretty good stuff there. You can find all of us on social media. Uh, I'm Wes Rucker 24-7. Patrick Brown is P. Brown 24-7. Grant Ramey is Grant Ramey on Twitter. And Ryan Callahan is Ryan Callahan 24-7 on Twitter. You can also go to uh, Twitter.com slash GoBalls247 if you want just the facts just the FAX facts. You just want some Tennessee football, basketball news. You don't want any of our personal stuff. You can go there, twitter.com slash GoBoss247. You can also go to facebook.com slash GoBoss247. These two guys sitting at this table next to me have done a great job with our Facebook page. And uh, we're really proud of those numbers. We've done a really good job there. Good for us. Thanks, guys. You've been good for business there. You're welcome. Pat, any final thoughts? Nope. <laughs> <laughs>